0: Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone and this is Tough Talk Christian Radio. Of course, it's Wednesday, every Wednesday, 11.30 a.m. We have come to you live from the Tough Talk Radio Network Studios here in one well, of the suburbs of Houston, Texas. Super excited today, and for those that, that listen every week, you hear me say the same thing every week. I am always super excited to be able to do this show. And the, the thing that makes me so excited is that, well, a couple of things. One is it allows me to plug back in. Where I left off on Sunday. And a lot of us know that we leave church on Sunday, or maybe now you're doing an online church, but after Sunday, uh, we sort of get busy during our week. And this allows me to plug back in and hear some of the great things, the blessings that God is providing for people. And as they share their testimonies with our show, how it gives support to others that are going through these difficult times. Now, uh, Uh, Talk about difficult times. It's hard to believe that we're almost through the year of 2020. And who knows what kind of memories that's going to bring. Uh, I can tell you that it's uncharted territory for most of us. Uh, We are looking back now thinking, wow, how did we get through that? And I can tell you for myself, it, it wasn't easy and it wasn't hard. All I had to do was show up every day. And do the best I can. And that's easy for me to say because I was blessed not to have any involvement with that virus or that flu or whatever they're calling COVID now. And and, and no one in my immediate family or anything like that do know a couple of people that had it and got through it and were blessed from it. But there's a lot of us out there that lost loved ones and have gone through some very, very very difficult time and my prayers are with those out there for that and 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 we're just hoping for better times coming and i want to talk about a couple things before we bring our guest on today and one of the things that's been weighing on my mind well there's two different things actually okay one what is what i heard in a church service that i attended this past sunday was about the peaks and valleys right um of course it seems like we're going through one of the longest valleys of our life. And one of the things that I know that's going to come from that from my own personal experience, the longer the journey is in that valley, the bigger the 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 bigger the blessing that's going to show up in our lives. Now, I know that sounds promising, and a lot of people are saying, I'm over it. But here's the deal, folks. When we go through these difficult times, it's just a time where, well, it gives us a chance to maybe get closer to God, maybe get closer to our family, maybe get closer to ourselves. And and I got to tell you, it's going to lead me into the second thing I wanted to talk about, but getting closer to ourselves is something that we all need to do. I was listening to a, a podcast this week on uh, from uh, Andy Stanley on leadership. Now, I know that you might not be um, a boss at your job. Maybe you're just an employee. But I want to talk about leadership in a different way, okay? I always say that um, the man is the leader of his household. And one of the little parentheses there I want to make sure everybody understands is for those men out there, that has nothing to do with being in charge. It just has everything to do with being the example of the leader of your family. And when we're going through times like we are right now in in our in our world, okay, one of the things that I think that's important for all of us to understand our responsibility to be a leader of ourselves, and part of that process is having that conversation. you know that one that we never want to have, and it's with that mirror that we never want to face, okay because I have found out in the sixty four years of my lifetime that when there's a problem, it's always within me. I might blame the neighbor. I might say it's this person, or I might say my child, or, you know, uh, my relative, or whoever it may be. But it always comes down to this. It's always the problem that lies within me that allows me to act the ways that I'm not always proud of. So if you're out there, And you're going through a problem, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's a marital, family, child, world, whatever it is that you feel like you're having a problem with, I challenge you to sit down in front of that mirror in your house and have that very hard conversation with yourself. Admit to what the problem could be. Now, for some of us, we could just sit there and look in the mirror for an hour and not see any problems that means that you need to sit down with someone else that could help you through that process, okay? Because a lot of times, we are not willing to be honest with ourselves. And if that's the case, we're never gonna get better. So whenever you're trying to do something, whether it's correct things in your house, on your job, or in your life, it always starts with you. And I think it's really important whether you're going through a really long valley of this year's problems, Or even if you're at the top of the mountain, you still need to have that conversation with yourself to become a better leader of yourself because, well, what is it this? The Bible says to love thy neighbor like uh, you would like to be loved, right? But if you don't love yourself, how's that going to work out for you? It's very challenging. And then, you know, let's bring your children and your family, your wife, your, your husband. Let's bring them all into play. If you're not... Willing to fix yourself, what are you going to bring to the table when it comes to the people that you love or the things that you love? Let's take a look at that this week. I challenge you to do that, and it's not an easy thing. I've been going through it for five years now, but the good news is is I'm getting better a little bit at a time, which is good for me. So I hope it works for you. You could always call. Into the show today at 347 989 1363. Press 1 if you want to ask a question to the guest. You can always email me at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. You can always become a guest on the show if you want to come in and share your testimony. What is the thing that God is doing in your life? How will it help others? You can go to toughtalkchristianradio.com, click on the button that says register to be a guest, fill out the information and select a date and time that best fits your schedule. So I'm always looking forward to the next new guest. And today's new guest is a gentleman by the name of Donald Johnson. I believe he is originally from the New York area, and he is in living in Texas now as well, right outside of Dallas, which is probably about three and a half hours from where I'm living myself. So maybe I'll have the opportunity one day to meet face-to-face, but really excited today to bring on this guest. He's doing a lot of things. He's the founder and president of Lifeline Ministries International. It's the headquarters, is in Maypearl, Texas, and uh, he's an evangelist, a preacher, a Bible teacher, a Christian educator, a, theology, theology, a theologian, and the pastor, pastoral trainer. And he's, he's done a lot of things. He's been in 26 countries with a mission to explain the word, proclaim the truth, and transform lives. Now, I'm going to stop right there because this resume of his is huge, and he's going to explain more of it to us as he comes on the show, but I want to give everybody give a good welcome to uh, Donald Johnson. Donald, welcome to the show.
1: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Tony. Amen. Uh, good to be here. God is good.
0: Yes, sir. And, and so I, I mentioned that you're a native New, uh, of New York, and being from the Northeast myself, a lot of people ask me, uh, what brought me to Texas? And the first question is, is oil and gas? And I'm like, no. And the second question is, well, did you get here as fast as you can? I said, no. Nope. Uh, it was actually my wife and her family that got me here. So what brought you to Texas?
1: Well, first of all, I have to ditto both of your nose. It was not oil and gas that brought me here, and I did not get here as fast as I could. <laughs> I had no idea or intent to ever live in Texas, but you know when you become born again, when you're saved, Brother Tony, our lives change totally from the inside to the outside. So at the age of 59 I found myself enrolled in seminary. Now I had been preaching for about 25 years at that time but uh we desire to grow in knowledge and in the grace of the lord through our lord jesus christ and uh i enrolled in dallas theological seminary and as a part of the seminary program i had to actually spend time on campus in dallas texas and so uh, i ended up moving here and at that point it wasn't reluctantly because actually i I developed a love for uh, the dallas seminary training
0: and well, that's how I got to you know, uh, That's why I came to Texas. Yeah, and you said that uh, at a later age you, you decided to do that. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you?
1: I am 66 years old.
0: Okay. And, and the reason why I asked that, uh, Donald, is because I found the Lord at the age of 54. And, and you know, the they, a lot of people say the odds are against you at that age to, to come to that process. And so I was wondering... Um, what brought you to want to do this? I mean, what what happened in your life that said, "Hey, you need to put the brakes on, head to the south, go to this school, and do this"? What 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 came upon you? How did you? I mean, how did that come about?
1: Well, I can tell you, brother Tony, and uh, uh, to the audience as well, it's never too late to serve the Lord. As a matter of fact, we have this cliche: it's better late than never. One day with the Go Lord ahead. is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. God's uh, timing is definitely not our timing. I came to the Lord at age 35, and I love to tell people I had an entire life, uh, lifestyle, before I came to the Lord. And uh, when I surrendered to my, my life to the Lord in a psychiatric hospital, 1988, in White Plains, New York, I I told the Lord, I said, Father, if you will restore my mind, if you will deliver me from the drug addictions, from the sexual promiscuity, from the identity conflict, I promised the Lord that I would serve him the rest of the days of my life. I had no idea, Brother Tony, that the Lord was going to call me to be a preacher, although it had been prophesied when I was very young that I would be, and I had totally denied that that prophecy. I had no idea that I'd go to seminary and have this uh hunger and a thirst for righteousness, not to mention to be able to serve God's people at home, <clears throat> excuse me, and abroad uh as well in um you know various countries and things of that sort. So, you know, it's like the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, you know, God knows the thoughts and uh, the plans that he has for our lives even before we are are, are born. So our challenge and our um, uh, necessity is to be able to uh, accept the Lord so we can uh, find out what those thoughts and plans are for our lives.
0: Hmm. Well, I'll tell you... Um... I have found that a lot of people come to the Lord at later and, and you know when they're not a child, you know sometimes they're, they come to church with their parents and you know find the Lord that way. But I find that a lot of people later in life that find the Lord are in life-threatening situations, and, and those, those things, uh, as I spoke earlier, you know we go through those long periods of, of, of a of a valley. Uh, we just get desperate. I know for myself, I was just desperate. You know, I, I came to the Lord because I was just scared and desperate. And I always say I went in, uh, you know, hoping Jesus and came out preaching Jesus. But the thing of it is, is do you find that most people later in life that come to the Lord, because you visit and bring a lot of people to the Lord in your journey? Do you find that they do it out of fear of like a life and death situation?
1: That that's a little difficult um, uh, to explain, you know, because like Jesus said, nobody can come to Him except the Father who sent Jesus draws them. And Brother Tony, the reality of it is, we all come to the Lord um, in different circumstances. And I was thinking last night, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I sir I I was grew up in the church from the age of four. I was in the church until about the age six. Ex- age of 16, when I made a conscientious decision to become a prodigal son, you know, I sang in the choir, I was a leader, I was a greeter, I was a part of the youth ministry, but I wasn't saved, I wasn't born again. And what I believe, Brother Tony, even within our extenuating circumstances, they could be good or or they could be bad, what has to happen in an individual's heart, that individual has to... "...begin to crave and have a thirst for and a hunger for righteousness." Jesus said, "...Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, because they will be filled." Brother Tony, I had become so tired of abusive relationships... And I had found myself, the tables had turned because I had then become the abuser. You know, I was in all of these abusive relationships. I used to get beat up and, you know, we all be drunk and stuff. And the tables turned and I started abusing the people that were abusing me. And I'm so glad that God saved me because I understand how some people go to jail and they're, they're serving life sentences for things they did not intend to do. And then the drug addiction mm-hmm. and the psychosis. I was like you. I was sick and I was tired. I wasn't afraid, you know, because I was just so numb from all of the alcohol and the abuse. But one of the things that that happened in my life, I wanted to do better, and I always lived the hope, lived with the hope that one day I would be drug free. One day I would know my identity through Christ, who I am uh, and who Christ and who God made me to be and to find that identity through Christ Jesus. I'd, I'd always hope one day I would go back to school and finish my degree. And I always, and even in my despair, in my degradation, I've always tried to help people. So in answer to your question, I think all of us come to the Lord, in di- you know, in different ways. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it could be young, it could be old, but we Know that there are many many testimonies Out there when people say you know I cried unto the Lord and the Lord Heard me and he saved me And I know such was my case Mm.
0: I I like the way you put that Because I I say that a lot And and I I I, I stand corrected I mean a lot of People uh, I think Come because of myself You know it was a life threatening situation My health was bad and I would, have, I would have carried a rock around if you told me that would make me feel you know, healthy again. But uh, you're right. God does bring us there in our own way, and I think it's just that, well, I always say he has a funny sense of humor, but the more stories that I hear, uh, the more aware I am of the people around me and what they're doing. And, and so I, I, I want to move over and talk about your book, um that well, it's called This Far by Grace and I know that I read in my notes let me just bring this up here a second. You were you, you you grew up as an adopted child and and you had a lot of addictions. And then you wrote your autobiography. And um can you talk why you did it, why you wrote the book, what brought you to doing that?
1: Yes, yes, I can. You know, I, as I mentioned, I got saved when I was uh, 35 years old, and I got saved in a Pentecostal church, thanks be to God, filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. And our pastor, um, uh, Bishop Roy Bryan Sr., who is still alive today, he used to always tell the congregation, if the Lord has done something for you, you should stand up and tell your story which will give God the glory. And you know brother Tony, I always knew through my 21 years of drug addiction and my identity conflicts, you know, and I I always knew that God was sustaining me uh when I had suicidal ideations and attempted suicide involuntarily, it was it was God. It was God who kept me and uh, delivered me and uh, eventually rescued me. So I knew that the time would come when I would, uh, you know, put my experiences in a book. And actually, I wanted to do it many, many years ago, never found the time. And then I was working for public service as well. So I worried about, you know, what would uh, happen to me if I revealed so much of my past life story. But uh, I, I put this Some of my um, experiences in writing because I want people to understand that God is merciful, He is gracious, and uh, there's
0: nothing that He cannot do. Mm. You know, I always say that one of the things, one of the reasons I started doing this show was so that I could plug back into church in the middle of the week. I could plug back into God, I should say, and, and, and feel that presence again, like I do when I'm in church. And then I also really believe that we were all created to tell our story, tell our testimony, how God worked in our lives. And that's what made me start reaching out to different people that were, you know, Christians that were just sharing their message. Because I really believe that, that God has given us all a story to share to help others get through their journey Maybe, in a little bit easier way than than you're struggling with it now, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and you know, I discovered uh a while ago each of us has a story, and all of our stories are different, Brother Tony, you know, and unfortunately, some people believe because their story is not like your story that they don't have a story, but we all have a story, and I mentioned in the book. Our stories, brother Tony, begin before we're born. We get to live out that story, and then our stories live on after we die. You know, God is Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and He is the end. And one of our gospel artists uh, said in a song, "God knows the end from." The beginning, (laughs) for the Tony, a story, just a story. You know how many of us can relate to a comedy, you know, or a drama. What it did for us. Uh, You you know, I was listening to um uh, to one of the Oprah Winfrey shows not that long ago. I hope you don't it's an old old show, but they had a former artist on there who back in the 60s and the 70s was in her prime, and just listening to her story, it was encouraging. I said, oh, Lord, well, that's not a Christian story. But you know what, Brother Tony, when we look at life, can we really separate anything from God? Is not he sovereign? Do not his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward him? Isn't he who uh, created everything, and then he saw it and said, "And, and behold, it would, where he created everything, and and saw it, and behold, the Bible says it was very good." So yes, this story is built into who we are and whom God has created us to be, and everyone has a story to be told.
0: Mm. I really believe that. And I believe that the reason why we have our own story is so that we could be the help others might need because there's a lot of times where your story will help someone else because they have some similarity of of the situation that they're in that identifies with what you went through. And that sometimes gives us the encouragement to know that, hey, if, if he did it, I can do it. If she did it, why can't I do it? And, and I, I really believe in, in my heart that that's why we all get the opportunity to live our story. Now, what do you say to people that come along and say, well, oh, Pastor, I don't, know, I don't know my purpose. I don't even know how to begin to understand my purpose. And it seems that you have it going on. Can you explain to me how I can learn what my purpose is? What what should I be doing? How does that happen?
1: Yes, and that's a difficult question. And excuse me, I'm not going to say that I have the answer. But what I do know is that when we surrender our lives to the Lord God through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, again, our lives, become alive you know we begin to discover our purpose and one of the things that i've experienced brother tony and i know that you have too what about the dreams and the aspirations that we had when we were children everyone has Mm. them they may be bleak, they may not be clear, they uh, may not be easily comprehended, but everyone has dreams and aspirations, which is an indication that God has created us for a purpose. You said it yourself, Ecclesiastes chapter chapter 3, verse 1, to everything there is a season and there is a time to every purpose under heaven a time to be born and a time to die esther knew that amen it it was it was revealed Mm. to her i believe it was her her guardian mordecai who said how do you know that you were not born for such a time as this so i tell people and it's the truth when we surrender our lives to jesus We begin to discover our purposes. Some are called to preach. Some are called to teach. Some are called to be very successful businessmen. Some are called to open orphanages. Some are called to be nurses and doctors. And the list is inexhaustive. And there's a verse that I really love in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 9. In the King James Version, it reads uh, uh, as such. I'm, I'll read 9, and, but the actual verse is verse 10 that I want to um, uh, mention. Verse number 9 in Ephesians chapter 2, which is a reference to salvation, says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. And verse 10 says, For we are his, meaning God's, workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works, which God has before ordained, that we should walk in them. So even before we are born, God has a purpose for our lives. How do we discover our purpose? When we discover and surrender our lives and whatever purposes God has for us to Jesus Christ.
0: I like that. I like that. Uh, You do a lot of... Oops. So as you just heard, I'm on your website and I want people to know to go to ministerdonaldjohnson.org. There's a ton of information on here. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was how you guys are involved in uh, different ministries. So uh, Lifeline Ministries International. Talk about uh, I, I know you do some work in the prisons in Texas. and Just uh, educate the people more about your process, your purpose with Lifeline.
1: Yes, um, and we do have a new website, which I'll give you that information, um, Brother Tony, at the end of our discussion. You know, our 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 name, Lifeline Ministries, is derived from a time when I was about 12 years old, and again, I grew up at the church, and our church leader used to take us to these different other youth services every Sunday afternoon. After we finished our local service, uh, we would get on the subway in New York, and uh, we'd travel down to different parts of New York City, and the Bronx, and even sometimes northern Westchester, where I grew up and we would be in these services with other youths. But one Sunday afternoon, there was a lady on the subway. She, she was an evangelist, and uh, she was there, and she was passing out gospel tracks, and she was singing a song, Throw out the lifeline, someone is sinking today. Throw out the lifeline, someone is drifting away were the words of the song. And we, the 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids, we were just hilarious. You know what I mean? You know how kids are. Mm -hmm. It just went totally over our head. But I tell you something, when I sat in that psychiatric institute, I guess what, like uh, 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 20 or about 20 years later, that song had a lot of meaning for me. So we want to be that lifeline to people uh, to to reel people into Jesus We want to be a lifeline through uh, A lifeline Between life and death Heaven and hell And uh, our, our mission Is to explain the word Because uh, the word of God Is what transforms us And uh, uh, brings us to the Lord Faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of the Lord And then we proclaim the truth Because God's word is true And Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And then our uh, third arm of our mission, if you will, is to help people be transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's what we're all about. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a privilege, and it's an honor uh, to serve the Lord and uh, serve people.
0: I love what you're doing. I, I, uh, when, uh, when you uh, moved to Dallas or outside of Dallas area there, um, coming from the northeast, and I asked everybody from the northeast because it's just a thing, um, what was your impression? Like the people in the south just seem so much friendlier than the people in the north. Did you have that same experience? Did it make you nervous?
1: A little bit it did. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you. I could tell you one thing that I was very nervous about, and that was the pace of life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm still a New Yorker at heart. I guess uh, I lived in New York 59 uh, years, and uh, you know, many years, Brother Tony. When I was growing up, we didn't have a vehicle, so my dad and I we walked every place. And my dad was probably like six feet two maybe a little taller than that. He had these long legs, and, man, he could walk. And here I was, four or five years old, but I had to keep up with him. So that's when I developed my pace of life, I guess. And then when I came to Texas, everything was moving so slow. Even in some of the convenient stores, it could take 20 minutes just to check out when there's only two or three people online. And that was a bit daunting. Um, even the topography of the land, if you will, um, the last four years that I lived in New York, I lived in upstate New York, so there was a right near the Appalachian Mountains—not um, the Appalachian, the Ad- excuse me, the Adirondack Mountains. I guess I got Appalachian traveling on my mind after COVID-19. Lord willing, but um, yeah, you know, it was just uh, even a different landscape. You know, as as Texas is more desert than mountainous, and uh, so it was a big adjustment. But I tell people this. If I continue to live in Texas, right, it will be because of the people. The people in Texas, I love, they're down to earth, they're for real, they're kind, and they're willing to help. Reminds me a bit of the community that I grew up in back in the 60s. You know, things were very different back then, Brother Tony. And, uh, you know, people were willing to help one another. We, we lived together and, you know, didn't have a lot of money, didn't have uh, hardly any. But, you know, it, we had our basic material goods, but beyond that, we had very little. Uh, but we knew how to live together and to care for one another. And I praise God that this type of a living arrangement is still going on here in Texas and I'm sure other parts of the South as
0: well. So it's yeah, it, it's here. It, it, it was one of the best things I I had done, and raising my children here, and it just uh, well, it it was it's where I'm supposed to be, and I've come to terms with that, and have a lot of family uh, uh, back east and and even out west, and I tell them that you really don't understand it until you're here. It's almost a little scary in the beginning, but once you relax and get out of your own way, just like the rest of life, it gets easier. So I'm um, I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one that was a little nervous when I got here too. So um I, I just uh, I asked all my guests this, uh unfortunately uh we, we run out of time fast on the show, but what's a piece of advice? Just a piece of something that you want people to you know, before this year is up and it's never too late, there there's I don't know. Uh, maybe there's 21 days or 22 days of this month left and they're, they're, So there's still time for a lot of things What is one piece of advice you could hand out to them today That, that might be something of value to them?
1: I, I, if I um, thank you for the opportunity I would say trust God To trust God mm. means to rely on God It means to depend on Him It means to believe in Him It means even to have a willingness to humble ourselves and cast our cares and our burdens on God with the belief and the insurance that the Lord is going to see us through. You mentioned at the beginning of the program the COVID-19 crisis, Brother Tony, which has affected Mm -hmm. all of us. Uh, you, You mentioned, I think it was one or two people you knew who became ill and uh, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I know a lot of people that uh, that became ill, and many who died. And and I will say this as well: um, COVID-19 is uh, irrespective of people and demographics. But some of the minority minority communities have suffered it worse. And I would, but but we're still here. We're still here. And I would say trust God, and it's not through any goodness of our own. You know, as I referred to that verse in Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to read verse 8 because it says, For by grace, God's unmerited favor, are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So I would simply tell our audience to,
0: Well put, well put. And uh, at the end of the day, it's probably the one thing I know for sure that the guarantee is God. He's there. He's always there. All we have to do is take the step forward to reach out to him. So um, I can't thank you enough, Donald, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on our show today. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with you, And you said you had a new website uh, other than than Minister Donald, right? Could you give them that information?
1: Sure. The new website is, I tried to simplify it as we, you know, endeavored to update it. Um, There we've put some other resources. And, you know, I want to say this, Brother Tony, I'm not saying it arrogantly or conceitedly, but everything I and the uh, prayer warriors and the team members do, we do it with people in mind, you know, to bring glory to God. And to serve the people of the Lord, uh, the new website address is simply lifelineministriesonline.com. That's lifelineministriesonline.com. And there, um, we're on Facebook, Minister Donald uh, L. Johnson, or Twitter—you know how we have to use social media nowadays. If I had my choice, I yes, probably sure. wouldn't. But because we are living in the 21st century. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Jesus did tell the disciples, greater works than these shall you do, uh, because I go uh, to my father. So I just want to really thank God, too, for Tough Talk Radio and for how you're using the media uh, to bring Christ to the
0: masses. Well, I appreciate that. And I got to tell everyone out there, I'm just being selfish. This helps me get through that day they call hump day, in the middle of the week. Stay plugged in and to be reminded About how, you know, just for instance Trusting God, to believe, depend, and lean in on Him uh, I, Without this interview today I would not have stopped and taken the time to write that down And that will be something I look at again a few more times this week and, and it just plugs me in So for much selfish reasons I do this But I am thankful that the Lord put uh, internet radio as an opportunity for people to connect around the world and just bring that message that God wants us to be able to share with others. So uh, once again, uh, Donald, I, I can't thank you enough for your time today. I will be up in the Dallas area after the first of the year, and don't be surprised if so I reach out. I love meeting my guests face-to-face and, uh, and, and see what we can do there. Now, the book, I, I, I just want to... Uh, Oh, my goodness, before I forget, Amazon, you can get the book on Amazon, okay? This Far by Grace, the Incredible Story of One Man's Journey Out of Darkness into God's Marvelous Light. And yeah. uh, I say this a lot, but I've checked out this book, and anyone who doesn't like it, email me, info at toughtalkradionetwork.com, and I'll buy the book from you. So kind of <laughs> yeah, like the money-back guarantee, this will help oh. you.
1: That's kind, and I just want to say this, in addition to what you've already said about Amazon, the book is also available through the publishing company, which is Westbow Press, and the shipping charge is free through the Westbow
0: Press. Yes. There you go, folks. Make sure to get your copy of This Far by Grace. Hey, we're up against the clock, and we're out of time, and Donald, I so much appreciate your being here with us today, and I look forward to connecting with you offline. And I just want to tell everyone out there, make sure make sure to take that challenge on a little serious today, okay? And I don't mean to pass it on to someone else that you think needs it. I'm talking about through yourself. Make sure to go ahead, look in the mirror, have that conversation, find out what the problem is, reach out and get help for that problem, or just lean into God and allow him to help you through this process. And as Donald Johnson says this week, I want you to trust god believe in them depend on them and lean into it and that's our show this week and i hope you'll join us next week every wednesday here on the tough talk radio network my name is tony gambone and i hope everyone has a blessed week god bless you have been listening to tough talk christian radio with tony gambone brought to you by the tough talk radio network a special thanks to all of our sponsors If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.